Hello and welcome to the second episode of Doing Lines, where two total idiots prognosticate about NFL gambling. This week I'm joined by Micah. Hello, Micah. Good morning, everyone. How's it going, Scott? Going great. And Jimmy Lin, our producer. How are you doing, Jimmy? Am I not one of the idiots? Uh, we'll see. Let's, let's hear some of your bets this week. I think that's, uh, that's definitely open for discussion. I well, put that at about minus 300 in terms of your idiocy. Maybe IQ over under 87. Sound about right? Uh, speaking of, let's discuss a little bit of gambling basics. And maybe someone can actually turn off their phone. Uh, and what I would say is that I think it'll be helpful to give people a little uh, background on gambling since not everyone may um, know all the numbers we're throwing out. So. Let's start with a few basics. Uh, one that should be pretty obvious is the spread. So each week uh, you'll have two teams match up and a point spread will be the number of points that a team is favored by. So minus means that they're a favorite. So if a team is minus three, that means they're a field goal favorite. If a team is plus seven, that means that they are a touchdown underdog. Uh, the other thing with uh, betting is that it's not just a straight up uh, you bet $100, you get $200 back uh, type deal. You have to pay uh, what they call the VIG to the house or whoever is taking your bet, be it your bookie. Uh, so that means that usually the way that's done is it's a minus 110. And what that means is that you're paying $110 to win uh, $100. So you're losing about 10% of your bet to the house. Uh, sometimes that can be shifted a bit might be minus 115, minus 120 if the uh, spread, if there's a lot of money coming in on one side of the spread. Um, and on top of that, there are other bets, more what they call futures bets, which aren't just the week-to-week -week game lines. So that would be you know betting on who will win the Super Bowl. Um, and those are done in a few ways. There's some basic you know five-to-one uh, terminology, which means if you bet a dollar, you win five. Uh, a more common way would be uh, in the, it's called the American style line. So uh, a 10 to 1 odd would be plus, uh, plus 1,000 or let's say a, a 5 to 1 odd would be plus 500, which means if you bet $100, you win $500. Um, and if you are betting on a team that's uh, more very likely to win, they would actually go into the minus range. So that would mean a minus 200 team uh, would be a pretty heavy favorite. And it means you would have to bet $200 to win $100. And then obviously you'd recoup your original $200 bet. Uh, Mike, any, anything you want to add to that? Any, any clarification? Yeah, a couple, yeah, just a couple of real specific items with regard to football betting. Uh, so if two teams are playing on a neutral field and they're exactly equivalent to each other in the better's eyes, uh, sorry, the bookie's eyes, then they would call it a pick 'em, which means neither team is favored. So you'd basically say the line is zero. But since that very rarely happens, um, the, the home team is given three points. Uh, so if you see a, a home team is favored by three points, you're, you're going to hear a lot of lines this year where someone has a three point favorite. It means that the teams are equivalent, um, but just the home team has a field goal edge because that's sort of uh, the starting point. Um, I think that was the only thing I was going to add. Scott did a great job of 
summarizing everything else. But if other if other things pop up, we'll quickly explain if we feel like it's necessary. Sounds good. Thanks, Micah. Um, yeah. So basically, the premise of the podcast, as I alluded to, and if you listen to the first um, the first week, is you have two very uh, I wouldn't say inexperienced, but uh, very inproficient, uh, if that's a word, I don't know, shitty would be another adjective I'd use, <laughs> gamblers. Uh, and, you know, we're giving NFL betting advice, but also one of the main um, uh, one of the main backgrounds of the show is that we will go through uh, this week's, each week's slate of games, and we will try and guess what the spread is. Uh, it's a gimmick popularized by Bill Simmons and Cousin Sal, if you listen to their podcast. But the idea being, instead of trying to initially pick winners, you try and zero in on what the actual spread will be between the teams. Uh, Mike and I will each guess, uh, and whoever's closer will win you know, a point for that game. We'll tally up uh, our individual scores for each week and you know keep track of who's, who's doing a better job guessing spreads. And as we go through, it'll bring up you know various topics of discussion, maybe some good bets where we see some lines that are off. Um, and yeah, we'll just generally talk through some bets that we that we find uh, uh, to be good opportunities. But caution with uh, following our money. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how the podcast works. Uh, this week, we're actually going to kick off with an interesting topic. Uh, many of you may seen have seen the announcement of Andrew Luck. Uh, this past weekend that he retired, I know I checked my phone and was blown. Well, first I just didn't believe it. I thought it was a fake, a fake Twitter account. Um, and then uh, saw the announcement that Andrew Luck uh, announced that he was going to retire at age 29 from the Indianapolis Colts, following several injuries over his career. Uh, just really, really disappointing uh, from my side. I think he could have been a top 10 Q- QB quarterback of all time. Um, but yeah, Micah, do you want to give some of your thoughts on Andrew Luck's announcement? Uh, yeah, it's just a bummer. Um, he, I mean, obviously the Stanford connection makes him, you know, kind of more meaningful to us. Um, he was a lot of fun to watch when he was in college. I think it was his freshman year, 2005, 2006. It was right after we graduated, I think. Uh, but you know, as a group of friends, we followed him pretty closely over the years. Uh, he was obviously great in college and then um you know this 2013 2014 seasons were pretty awesome uh i was listening to a pod this morning and they were talking about how he never beat the patriots he was zero and six lifetime against them which was kind of crazy to think about um but really like just sucks that they built a bad team around him i mean they made some stupid trades uh the trent richardson trade was terrible um a few of the the signings, the, the draft picks, like the line for the offensive line didn't work out. Um, they made a couple other uh, picks that were just kind of bad. The Philip Dorsett pick was bad. Um, and they ne- just never got over the hump with him. And then I was listening to the injuries he had. I I, hadn't, I did, forgot the fact that he had a lacerated, lacerated kidney. Uh, he had cartilage damage in his ribs. He had a torn shoulder labrum. He, the guy, and he has some injury now. So it just, just sucks. Um, but I do expect a lot from him moving forward. I do think if he ends up as some kind of commentator with his with his voice, it would be amazing for the unintentional comedy scale. Uh, so we'll see what he does next. But yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, it's really sucked for the Colts too because Jacoby Brissett is no Andrew Luck. Anyway, that's all I got to say. 
Yeah, no, thanks, Mike. I, I, I totally agree with all of that. Um, you know, I think it's, it's interesting because, you know, so often um, teams will take a quarterback in that top pick or, you know, top few picks, and you get that pick by being uh, the crappiest team in the league the year before. And a lot of times that's due to having a horrible offensive line uh, leading to your, you know, 3-13 and 13 record. And when you pick a quarterback number one overall, and then, you know, a lot of times he comes in as the savior of the franchise and you plug him in and start playing him right away, uh, without an offensive line to block for him, he's going to get sacked a ton, get injured a ton. You know, this happened with Alex Smith and the 49ers uh, when he was taken number one overall. Uh, you know, think back to um, Derek Carr when the Houston Texans started as an expansion franchise. And, you know, it's it's obviously tempting to take that quarterback with the number one pick, but if you're not going to actually block for him, he's going to get hurt. And uh, it's a real bummer, especially when it's, you know, yeah, again, I think Luck had the talent for sure, the smarts to be a top five, top 10 quarterback easily, but the the Colts really did him dirty by, um, by not uh, surrounding him with the right people, especially at the offensive line. Um, yeah, and and just to add to that, I mean, you think about like running quarterbacks as the ones who were likely to kind of get hurt and bust out early, you know, like Robert Griffin and Deshaun Watson. Obviously, is really good, but he did get hurt, I think, in his second season. Um, and somehow, you know, Russell Wilson has has developed as more of a pocket passer and has had sort of a longer career. But a lot of the guys who come in thinking they're going to run a little bit of option um, and throw just don't don't last. And so luck was one of those ones where you're like, this guy's built to last. Yep. Um, you know, he's, he's a little bit mobile. He was mobile, obviously at Stanford. Um, but he's just got a gun and he's big uh, and he's smart and uh, it didn't work. It just, just sucks. But you know, so it goes. Yeah. I think like, you know, um, as you, anyone who's kind of hopped on social media can see, it's just been overblown with the, you know, I, thought it was fucking awful. The Colts fans who <clears throat> booed him at the game as he was walking off the field at halftime, you know, that was disgusting. But then there's the, like everyone getting super defensive over, or, uh, you know, for Andrew Luck and praising him, which, you know, obviously it's great that he was able to make his uh, own choice, but that whole thing got blown out of proportion. Um, the one, one analogy I'm going to throw out here to link this back to the NBA is I feel like the indie fans are kind of like the Oklahoma City Thunder fans in that they've had these amazing quarterbacks over the past, what, 25 years or so, 20, 25 years, where they had Peyton Manning, and then Peyton Manning gets uh, close to being over the hill, and they ship him out when they have the number one pick after Manning got hurt, and they got the, uh, or they were able to pick Andrew Luck. Um, you know, being spoiled with such a great, you know, quarterback play for two decades, kind of like the Thunder lucking into the Seattle Supersonics uh, franchise. Uh, and then they get Kevin Durant, they get Westbrook, they get Harden, and they've never really had to deal with, uh, you know, kind of subpar play or not having super great talent in important positions. And it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how the fans handle, you know, going back to probably – uh, irrelevance for a while so yeah and they don't have they don't have any players to trade for 700 picks in the next eight yeah. drafts yeah that <laughs> yeah the oklahoma city thunder do have half the draft coming up uh for the next decade so we'll see um jimmy any any thoughts i know you're obviously a huge stanford sports fan um any thoughts on the luck retirement 
Obviously, that is him giving his uh, his moment of silence for for Andrew Luck. <laughs> so, um, but if he, we'll we'll hop him in later. Uh, we'll loop him in to get his thoughts. All right, so let's let's kick things off. We'll uh, we're going to start the main segment of our show, which is guessing the lines. Uh, so, again, how this works is Mike and I will each guess uh, what the lines are. I've actually already put mine in, so that when I pull up the lines. Um, uh, won't be cheating. And then Micah is going to guess uh, live. I don't think he's looked yet at the lines and we'll, I have not. There was, there was a little bit of feedback, a little bit of controversy last week. Someone made the point. He will remain nameless that I was looking at some of the odds for to win the Super Bowl, which may have led to me, you know, having a heads up on, on season wins. I just want to point out that that is a, a horrible baseless claim um, said by someone who just uh, I have no respect for. All right. Um, well, so well, starting uh, out with allegations of cheating with already. That. So yes. <laughs> no, I have not looked at anything. I don't know who's playing whom uh, week one. Uh, so this should be fun. All right. Well, let's kick things off. So week one, uh, the opener, which is on Thursday, September 5th. Uh, and we're, we're recording this maybe about 10-ish days before the start of the season. We didn't want to go too long because we figured we'd probably run into the lines at some point. I won't say exactly when we're recording uh, for our, our employment's sake. Um, <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's kick things off with uh, the Thursday opener. Uh, it is the Green Bay Packers at the Chicago Bears. Oh, all right. I like that opener. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, so I also got some feedback that we didn't talk enough about the Bears. So we're going to make this as quick as possible because I don't want to talk about the Bears any more than we have to. Uh, no. Nah, we'll oh. get them out of the way early. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, I, I think those are clearly the two top teams in that conference, or that division. Um, yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm kind of high on the Packers this year. Obviously, the Bears made the playoffs and really uh, they were a double doink away from um, winning, moving on to the playoffs. I'm going to guess, um, obviously, the Bears are going to be favored. I'm going to just go out the gate with Bears minus three. Oh, solid. I had Bears two and a half, and it is Bears minus three. Well done. All right. Um, okay, let's uh, pull up the next one. Micah, spot on to start. You were pretty spot on with the season wins, even with, you know, you did have that uh, that cheating aid that you were using. Um, all right, Let me, let's I wanna, look at let yeah. me uh, interject one thing. So um, Scott and I still haven't figured it out yet. These are competitions, obviously, to, to guess the lines uh, and also to see who makes more money over the course of the year doing bets. Uh, we, we don't know who, what we're going to give each other. Uh, one of them will definitely end up with slapping. James will definitely be involved in the slapping. Maybe Gus if he makes a guest appearance. Um and then the other one we'll see. So anyway, more to come on that, but we'll figure out exactly what we win or lose, as the case may be, uh, depending on how this goes. Just to clarify, it's face slapping. Uh, Micah left that ambiguous, potentially, <laughs> uh, intentionally, <laughs> but uh, it's face slapping on that. Um, all right, uh, next one up is uh, we've got on Sunday. Uh, so we'll start with the, the 10 o'clock uh, Pacific Time Games. We have the Atlanta Falcons at the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, man. So I I don't really have a feel for the Vikings at all this year. Like, I haven't read anything about them. Obviously, I'm not a fan of the Falcons, as I said last week. Um, 
I'm trying to think of who who's the starting starting quarterback for the Vikings, Scott. Oh, it's uh, Kirk Cousins. Oh yeah, right, right, right. All right. Um, so I'm gonna guess the Falcons have a. Uh, it's at the Vikings, right? So I'm gonna Correct. think that the Falcons are probably a little better going to the season. I'm gonna go with Vikings by two and a half. Ooh, close one. So I had Vikings by three. So I will. Uh, take that one because it is Vikings by four. Really? Yeah. All right. Oh, you know what? Want to add a little bit of a little bit more um, betting context? So there's something called the Vegas Zone. I don't actually know. I assume this was coined by Simmons and Sal also. But if you see a line someone favored between four and six points, um, the idea is that Vegas doesn't really know what to do with them. Um, so they, they call it the Vegas zone. It's kind of like throwing it up in the air. It's a little iffy. It's not, not a big enough, uh, difference where a team is, should be favored by a touchdown, but then the teams are not quite even enough to make it by three. Um, so if we hear, if you hear us say Vegas zone, that's, that's what that means. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so that, that'll be an interesting matchup. I, I don't have a good feel for either of those teams really. So it's probably a stay away from me, uh, betting wise. Um, especially in that Vegas zone. Um, all right, so next up, we've got the Baltimore Ravens at the Miami Dolphins. All right, so the Dolphins, I don't know if they still are, but they were 2-1 to one, uh, to be the worst team in the league, which is They are pretty, shitty, for sure. Yeah, I think their over-under was four and a half wins, so they, they're definitely going to be pretty bad. Um, the Ravens, if I remember correctly, kind of – Think in middle of the pack. Uh, I uh, this one's this one's tough. I'm gonna go Ravens at the Dolphins. I'm gonna say Ravens minus three. Okay. So I had uh, Mike has Ravens minus three. I actually got this one spot on at Ravens five and a half. Oh wow! Yeah, I think the Dolphins are are going to be bad. And I think people are really, really down on them betting-wise. So um, I think that uh, this one, I, I actually like, I kind of like the Ravens here just because I think Lamar Jackson coming out, doing a lot of running, like people won't have seen a ton of film on it, even though he did it last year. But, um, you know, they should have some new stuff for him. And um, Yeah, their defense is also really good. Yeah, exactly. So, but, you know, to get the Ravens to win, you got to go minus 240, which... That's that's a little rich. I don't know if I I do that. Um, so that'll be interesting. The other the over under is thirty seven and a half. I could maybe see that going under just because, but I I don't know how bad the Dolphins D is yet. So um, yeah, and actually you just you just mentioned another one. We should clarify if if you hear either of us say money line, it means betting on a team to win. Uh, so forget about the spread. Just someone's money line uh, is what. Um, the odds you get if you bet on a team to win. So Scott is saying it was. You said it was minus two forty, um, betting on the Ravens to win. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So you'd have to bet two hundred and forty dollars to win a hundred. All right. All we right. should also introduce the idea of the concept of parlays, but maybe not until we find. Oh yeah, it could be a, be a another week. Advanced betting ways to lose more, or actually ways to to win more. Win but, more. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right, next one up. Uh, Buffalo, the Buffalo Bills at the New York Jets. Marquee <laughs> matchup of the week. Yeah. All right, so I actually, 
I, th- I feel like the public actually thinks the Jets are going to be all right this this year and thinks the Bills are going to be bad. I personally feel like we should be giving the Bills more early season credit. I, I, I feel like they already start out um, a little bit better. That being said, I do think that the Jets are going to get the nod with week one. I'm going to go with Jets minus three and a half, but I feel like it could be a little higher, but I'm going to stick with minus three and a half. All right. Uh, so it is Jets by three, and I also had Jets three and a half. So that is a push. Right. So well, those, we're, we're doing pretty good here. Pretty spot on so far. So it's just going to be a little tough, especially the opening weeks when you just don't have a good feel for the teams. Um, yeah, that that is a total toilet bowl game, although I'm kind of interested to see Sam Le'Veon Darnold. Bell. Uh, oh, same, yeah. Le'Veon Bell, too. Yeah. I mean, um, it'd be interesting to see how that, that team, you know, if they can get off to a hot start, maybe they can challenge the Pats. But uh, on knows? a uh, on a Jets note, yeah. um, so my buddy JJ, who you've met a few times, uh, is a huge, huge Jets fan, um, and said he'd be happy to come on and talk Jets at length. But I think we should wait to bring him on until the Jets are like zero and eight, because uh, I think it would be make make for a much more entertaining podcast. So let's hold on. Yeah. But there is that. And by time. at length, do you mean 90 seconds? Because I think mm-hmm. that's about yeah, it's much two and a half minutes max. Talk about the Jets. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Um, all right. So next up, we have uh, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, I like this one. All right. So. The Jags. I was holes. I was pretty far off on this one. Okay, uh, so obviously the Chiefs uh, were one play away from making the Super Bowl last year. The Jags had a down year. Were good two years ago. Foles, you know, people are high on Foles coming in. Um, the Jags have a pretty good defense. Um, I would say I'm going to say like an, if this game were at Kansas City. Um, I think you'd be looking at Kansas City by something like ten and a half. I'm going to go Kansas City at the Jaguars by seven and a half. Oh shit! That is literally exactly what I had too. Seven and a half. Wow! Uh, another another uh, inter push. The the spread is Chiefs by four, which is kind of interesting. What? A little lower than I would have thought. Um, I guess as you mentioned, people are high on the Jags uh, defense. Uh, Big Dick Nick Foles getting a lot of uh, public backing. Um, that that seems a little off to me, uh, but that's know. weird. I think that feels like a we should go. We should bet on the. That's on the I'm gonna I'm gonna right. highlight that one um, as a potential wow. bet as a circle back on that one. I don't yeah. like Foles as a starting QB. I'm gonna come back to this later and, and maybe in a top if we do a top three bets. I I don't like him as a starter. I like him coming in as a reserve guy, kind of surprising everyone. Um, I don't know if that's a gut gut feeling or what, but I, I, I think we're, he's setting himself up for not a great season. But we can come back to that. I can see that. He's kind of like the um, – um, yeah, he's a guy who – yeah, maybe you don't want him starting starting every every game for your team, but he can come in when your team's in a pinch and, uh, and need some help. So. Exactly. Uh, all right, so – Next up, uh, intriguing game. Um, we have the the L.A. Rams at the Carolina Panthers. All right. So, do we are we assuming that uh, who's starting a court QB for the Panthers? What do we think? Do we think Cam's gonna be ready? Um, I think he's gonna be ready. I can see what the. Um, I think I, it, I bet assuming he would be. Um, okay, so let's assume he's there. All right, so. Uh, people are a little bit feeling good about the Panthers to start, except for the Cam injury. 
let's see. So the, the Rams, obviously, everyone is all over them. This is a good. This is a good week one game, huh? Uh, yeah, that'll be fun to watch, especially if Cam plays. I'm gonna say uh, Rams by four and a half. Okay. I said the Rams by two and a half. Let's see what it is. It is Rams by three. Ah, you so got me. I get that one. Yeah. I thought That's they'd fun. give the Rams a little bit more of an edge. That's interesting. That's kind of high on the Panthers. Wow, you're smoking me this week so far. Three to one. And we were tied on, on two of them, which is pretty impressive. So, all right. We will uh, hop on to the next game. Um, a little more intriguing this year than it typically would be, but we have the Tennessee Titans at the Cleveland Browns. All right. Titans at the so Browns. The Browns are obviously revamped. We've got Baker Mayfield, Odell Beckham. Um, so Nick Chubb. Pretty a lot of a lot of uh, interest in them this year. Who's uh, who's starting QB for the Titans? I have no fucking idea. Um, oh, it's Mariota. Assuming he's healthy. Oh right, of course, of course. Uh, all right. So no, not a lot of Titans fans, I assume. And since everyone's all over the Browns, plus there's going to be a bunch of money, so they probably set the line, gave the Browns a little bit extra on this to start. Um, interesting. I'm going to go Browns by, I'm tempted to say Browns by seven, but I think they're going to give them a little bit extra. I'm going to say Browns by seven and a half. Okay. Um, I also said seven and a half and it probably doesn't actually matter because for some reason the line is off. Um, oh, so that's weird. kind of weird. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll see if I can find, if I find the line, I guess. It doesn't matter because we, again, for the third time, picked the same yeah. bet, which is, is kind of incredible. Um, but, yeah, I think like I think a touchdown-ish seems right to me. Titans are crappy. Like, you know, maybe I like kind of the 7-8-9 range. I can't see giving less than a touchdown, uh, especially, as you're saying, with all the public interest in the Browns. So, um, I, do think, yeah, maybe... I do think that the bookies tend to be hesitant to, to make lines too big week one. Um, so yeah. that's my only hesitation. I think – if if there are a couple weeks into the season and, and things play out the way we imagine, you could see the Browns being more of a nine or ten point favorite, but I I don't see it week one. Oh. I'm actually I just looked up another site uh, where they have a line. Cleveland Browns by five and a half. Mm. It's interesting. They're making them prove it, yeah. I guess. Another Vegas yeah, on bet. We'll I love week one. No one has any idea. Yeah, that'll be that'll be interesting. Um except we know the Bears right, so are gonna be bad and the Jets are gonna be bad. But otherwise no one has any idea. All right, so next up, we got the Redskins at the Eagles. The Redskins at the Eagles. This is a great one. Uh, two teams I hate. Obviously, I'm a, I'm a Giants fan. Um, everyone's everyone's on, the, on the Eagles bandwagon. I'll come back to this, actually. I have a, uh, a, a bet for later. Um, the Redskins are terrible. I'm going to say... Pretty sorry. This is at the Redskins or at the Eagles? At the Eagles, right? At the Eagles, correct. Yeah, I'm gonna. This is probably pretty high. This this feels like you know, we could be talking a teaser if we can find someone else for it. But um, I'm gonna say you better get by. this one right. Better get this one right because I'm exact. So you better nail it. Eagles by seven. Ooh. Eagles by nine. Nine. Damn. Yeah. Wow. That's I think a good Redskins call on your are. Part. 
Yeah, I uh, I think the Redskins people are very down on them, deservedly so. Uh, I think is it Colt McCoy is their quarterback. I think <laughs> is he still? That's crazy. He's still in the NFL. I, I don't know how he still has a job. Um, but yeah, I think uh, equals by nine. That's a lot. I I could definitely see them just we blowing tease them it. out. Is there another yeah. teaser? I don't know if we've gotten to the other ones. Oh yeah, we'll we'll also tell have to tell people what teasers are. Um, uh, you want to explain that one quick? Quickly, yeah. Teasers are way to um, you kind of give up. Uh, you'll make a little. Less, you'll make less money, but you'll get a better uh, point spread. So usually you can it brings the spread down by six points, but you can also bring it down by six and a half, seven. So for example, if you want, if there's a team that's a touchdown favorite. Um, but you don't want to worry about maybe a garbage time touchdown or field goal uh, screen over your bet. You can bet on, you can do a teaser, uh, which means you tease the line down from seven to say one or uh, an even spread. So you're only rooting for the team to, to win the game um, in that case. But you, you're, I think your payout goes from, you know, maybe, uh, you know, basically even minus 110 to I think it's maybe minus 250 or something like that um, do you have to parlay it or can you just straight up you finish? don't you don't have to parlay it but that is a common thing to do it so parlaying is when you kind of bet uh, a multitude of things to happen and they all have to occur to get paid out um, so that's a way to kind of if you find you know maybe three two three favorites that you like each week you can do a parlay a teaser parlay um, and then you can, you know, kind of, usually if you do like three teams, I think it comes out to about even odds if you do about that touchdown parlay. So it's kind of a fun way to like, if you have a favorites you like to tease them down to, to even at odds and then bet that they'll, they'll all win, which is the way you'll get paid out. Cool. Thanks, Scott. All right. Um, so next up, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals at the Seattle Seahawks. All right. Uh, Seahawks, I kind of like them coming out. Maybe the Bengals are a little little better than they were last year, but I'm gonna. I think this is probably Vegas zone. I, I can't imagine they know exactly what to do with this. Uh, I'm gonna say Seahawks by six. Wow. Okay. I said Seahawks by six too, oh. uh, and it is Seahawks by nine. Whoa! All right. Which people is people like the Seahawks? Man, okay. That is that is high. Um, uh, but the Bengals are probably not going to be good. But, um, yeah, we'll see. I think A.J. Green is injured. Uh, so we'll see. That's one to maybe keep an eye on. Um, but I, I just don't feel great throwing money on the Bengals to start the year. No, I don't like that one either. I was I was hoping it was five or six. I was going to say we should bet the Seahawks. But it seems yeah. like Vegas is ahead of, ahead of us on this one. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, so next up, this is an interesting one because uh, we have the Colts at the Chargers. Is is this line probably moved? I guess because it's, it's a yeah. I, I did my bet. I did these last night, so um, okay. Assuming Andrew Luck is not going to play because he is not going to play. All right, this is oh, Brissett, man. At the Chargers, this Ooh. is probably pretty high. I'm, I'm going to say ch- Chargers by. Yeah, I got to go for it. I'm going to say Chargers by. 10. Oof, damn it. I said Chargers 10 and a half. Uh, so good win there, Micah. And it's actually Chargers by seven. Hmm. Yeah, well, again, maybe just an early season line where they're, they're just 
they're just nervous making it too big. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, at least they have some time, a little bit of time to work in Brissette. Uh, you know, they got two weeks, so <laughs> two, not, two full weeks, <laughs> two full weeks. Um, but I mean, at least it's not, you know, three days before, True. Um, but okay. What, what are, are you being me? Five, two, four, two. What is, that? uh, it is now four to two and a, okay. a ton of ties. Cause we keep guessing the same thing. Uh, this next one I had, I had a lot of trouble with, uh, because it's two pretty shitty teams. So definitely, uh, will probably beat me here. Um, but we got another, so the last, the previous two games are afternoon games and this is another afternoon one. I love week one because we get five afternoon games uh, mm. versus those other weeks where we only have like two, which really suck. Um, so this is the Detroit Lions at the Arizona Cardinals. All right. So I'm on the, I like the Cardinals this year. I think I have a bet coming up later to, to, to talk about Oof. that too. Um, I, I think the Lions are bad. Uh, I, I think this is Cardinals. Could be Vegas Zoni or just straight up people like Kyle, Kyler Murray. I'm going to say Cardinals by seven. Oh, wow. Okay. I I said the Cardinals by one, uh, and it is Lions by two and a half. Wow. I am so far off on that. All right. So awesome. I think, Even better. I think that, I mean, on that, on, on why the spread is what it is, I think the Cardinals are really bad. Uh, and people, I think they were. It's them and whoever the other team was for like the worst record. I think the Cardinals might be, you know, the favorites up there. The uh, Dolphins? No, wow, the Dolphins. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're bad. But they are the home team, which is a little odd that That's they would crazy. Yeah, so they're saying neutral field. The Lions are, you know, five and a half points better than the Cardinals, which I don't see it. Yeah, but all right. Uh, so wait, write that one down. I, I kind of like. I, I'm thinking, like I, I Kyler like, Murray, the rookie QB. I'm all over the Cardinals this year. That's my, I mean, you know, I don't think they're going to be that good, but I think they're going to be better than people think. <laughs> Super right. Bowl or bust. Um, all right, next up, uh, ooh, this is a good one, Micah. Uh, the New York Giants at the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, jeez. All right. I think so, I assumed uh, no Zeke, but obviously he could report, um, but at least for my guess, and I didn't look at the spread yet. Let's see what it is. But, ooh, that's that pretty, pretty close on this one. Doesn't right. even matter. Uh, well, okay, so it's it's going to be. I think it's going to be somewhere between three and seven. Um, I, I, people don't think the Giants going to be very good. Although they don't, don't love the Cowboys either. I'm going to go Cowboys by four. Wow. Okay, you're saying the Cowboys are a one point favorite on a neutral field. Mm, maybe. Wait. Wait. That's a good warning sign. I feel like well, I, should stick I, to it. I I don't know about if you're gonna get a, if you get another guess. Uh, <laughs> All right, yeah. What uh, so I had uh, Cowboys by seven and a half, and it's Cowboys by seven. Okay, darn it! If I should have thought about that a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, I think like oh, you're wiping the floor with me this week. Yeah, I'm on, I'm I'm on a roll, Six but yeah. I think right, like I like it. Yeah, Cowboys. That that feels right to me. I just I mean a, a touchdown. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Giants aren't great. Cowboys, uh, I think, could come out. I don't think they'll blow them out, but I also, I don't. What do you think the over under is for? Is. What do you think the over under is for week that Daniel Jones starts? Mm, I'd say like week seven or eight. Week seven point five would be my my play. As uh, a Giants fan, I'm hoping for week one and a half. 
<laughs> Apparently, he's looking pretty good. I saw some I know. reports. Um, I don't know. I think maybe maybe you get Eli to uh, fake an injury so that it, uh, it's a little less awkward. Um, fake but, an injury? Let's go. Let's. I don't want to fake just, it. Let's pay for it to happen. Okay, let's let's pay to have our quarterback injured. I, I like it. Uh, what a fan. Um, all right, next up, last afternoon game, we have the 49ers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, all right, so let's see what this one is. Ooh. I, think the Bu- I mean, I think the Niners are probably the better team, but um, Bucks at home, man, I don't know. I'm going to say Bucks by... Man, that's tough. Uh, no, public money on the Niners. Maybe 49ers by one. Okay. Nice. It is a pick em, and I had 49ers by two and a half, so you take that one. All right. All right. A little bit of respect one. at the end. Yeah, I feel like, I don't know what that is if uh, if people are down on, on Garoppolo, but I don't know, or, or people feeling better about Winston this year, and, and Bruce Arians coming in, so... The Bucks are um, good early season too. I feel like they're always two yeah, and one they, or three yeah. and zero, and then they collapse. So I don't know. Okay. Um, all right. Next up. Oh, great one. This is Sunday night. Pittsburgh Steelers at the New England Patriots. Oh yeah, great, great week one game. Um, obviously, it won't mean that much because week one is always screwy, but just an oh, awesome shit. way to start the season. Um, I mean, I this feels to me like they're about even to start, but maybe the Pats get a little bit of an edge. I'm going to say Pats by three and a half. Okay. I had Pats by four and a half, and Sportsbook does not have a lineup, so I'm finding it somewhere else. Uh, Pats by six. Mm. Six and a half on some sites. So it's that... funny. My, my lines for the Giants and the Pats are both obviously biased based on my <laughs> love of one and hate of the other. Okay. So what, what did you have? Five and a half? What did you say? As a three and a half. Oh, three and a half. Okay, so I'll get that one. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. It seems a little high, um, but you know, I like play the Steelers. Well. I like yeah, the Steelers. That could be a good one. It's so oh. it's early. Uh, Brady's, you know, still figuring it out, creating his own religion, doing whatever he's doing. Not back to football. Roethlisberger hasn't been hitting the head yet. I don't know. I like the Steelers in that one. All right. Um, okay. So. That is all the Sunday games. Uh, again, I, what I love about week one as well is we get two Monday night games, oh, which yeah, is pretty awesome. fun. Uh, this first one is pretty good. Um, we have the Houston Texans at the New Orleans Saints. Ooh, okay. So everyone's healthy on the on the Texans, right? Uh, Watts there, and Watson is healthy. The Saints, obviously one bad call away from the Super Bowl last year. Oh, that's a really good game. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say straight up Saints by three, or are they gonna be more than that? No, I think they're gonna be more. I'm gonna say Saints by six. Ooh, that was close. Uh, it's Saints by seven. I had Saints seven and a half. Ah, you got it again. Um, yeah, I think like you know Saints fairly public team uh, at home week one. Um, I just I think uh, I. I I don't know if I would bet either way on that one, but yeah, touchdown feels about right to me. It feels like a great game to watch. Yeah, that would yeah, be fun. All right, um, let's see. So I think Micah, you are you probably eliminated this week. You've got oh, easily. Four. I've got one, two. I've got seven. I think it's seven to four. 
Okay. Um, one more right. game left. One more game left for Pride. Uh, Denver Broncos at Oakland Raiders. Ugh, God, that is... <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to watch any of this way, game. What a way to end the first week. Um, Wait, this, so you said Broncos at Raiders? Broncos at Raiders. Uh, I'd say Raiders by three. I maybe said, maybe uh, three and a half. Okay. I said Raiders by two and a half, and it's a pick em. <laughs> So I'll take what? that one. <laughs> but that seems weird that Broncos would be three-point favorite on a neutral field. Um, I don't know how. That's really weird. Yeah. Maybe it has to do with the Raiders playing an 80-yard field last weekend. Oh, yeah. That could mess up. Uh, maybe Gruden <laughs> will still be planning for an 80-yard field. <laughs> totally. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. Actually, I will throw that out there. That that was one of my uh, one of my favorite bets. So was uh, saw the news that the Raiders were playing on an 80-yard field. They were playing in Winnipeg uh, against the – who were they playing? Um, uh, but they were playing an exhibition game up in Winnipeg because uh, the Oakland Coliseum uh, they've had uh, leasing issues with, so they've been playing a lot of road games. Or they, and they play in Mexico this year, uh, maybe London too. So, But they shortened the field to 80 yards because of uh, there was turf damage in the end zone due to the CFL uh, goalpost. So they shortened it, the field to 80 yards. And, it was against the Packers, uh, by the way. Oh, against Packers. Thank you. Um, and yeah, so I decided to bet the over on the game, which the over under was about 37 and a half, uh, thinking I was a genius and no one really scored until the second quarter. So I was not feeling great about my bet, but then there were some garbage time points. So I ended up covering, uh, and felt pretty, pretty awesome about that to capitalize on the 80 yard field. Uh, although I just barely covered. So, um, who knows, but that was a fun bet. Hi, my name is Andrew Luck. You may know that I'm the quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts, but you may not know that I'm an avid reader. I've enjoyed reading for a long time, and I can tell you it's a wonderful way to spend free time. My friends, family, and teammates often ask me for suggestions of books to read, and I'm more than happy to share titles with them, as they are with me. I decided to start a book club, and no surprise, it's called the Andrew Luck Book Club. It's very simple to participate. The andrewluckbookclub.com website will be the hub. Periodically, I'll post two new books on the website. One for younger readers, rookies, with books I enjoyed from my childhood, and one for veterans, which will include books I'm currently reading. To be a member, you don't have to join or log in. All you need to do is read the featured book and post your thoughts using hashtag ALBookClub on the following social channels, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and then head over to andrewluckbookclub.com to see what you and others are saying about the books and participate with me in some fun Q&As. I encourage you to get creative with your posts. Take photos and post pictures or drawings related to the current book selections. Record video questions or anything else that helps make this club fun and engages the team of readers we are building. Um, all right, so we've got about 15 minutes left. Micah, you've done some research on some of your favorite bets. Um, and yeah, just to recap, I think it was eight, Eight to four with uh, at least three ties. Uh, I don't know if that Strong adds Strong week one for you, Scott. I'm impressed. Good show in a well week done. one, but usually that's how I do. I, I win a few bets early, get some confidence, and then it all comes crashing down later on. So, um, But yeah, Micah, do you, wanna, you did some research. Do you want to share some of your... Yeah, all right. So I, I originally tried to do a top three and a bottom three. I ended up with basically a top nine and a bottom three. I'm going to go through this pretty quickly. Um, I know we're almost 45 minutes in already, and... Both of us should probably be working. 
Um, so uh, top three, definitely best bets. Some of these are, uh, I think these are actually, these are all kind of year-long bets. We can figure out the game bets that we want to make later. My first one that I really like is Cowboys over nine wins. Uh, I saw it at minus 105. Um, so I just I just think that the people are underestimating Cowboys. I, I think Zeke will be back. Um, I'm just, I, I don't like the NFC East. Like I, I don't like people all over the Eagles. That relates to my second best bet which is actually the the field. So basically betting someone other than the Eagles will win the NFC East. That's plus 120. Um, so I like these bets together, basically thinking that the Cowboys, Cowboys are going to win the East um, or just the Eagles won't win the East. So I like those combined. Um, and then my third best bet is Nick Foles over 12 and a half interceptions. Uh, I, I just don't don't see him having a great year with the Dolphins. I see him forcing a lot of things late, trying to bring bring back down 10, 13, 17 points in the third or fourth quarter and throwing picks. Um, so those are my top three. Yeah, um, I like that. Scott, I like that Foles one. I mean, that's, you know, less than one a week, you know, obviously injuries notwithstanding. Um, it's true. They have to protect him at least <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, Do you want to throw out your, your top three before I go on to my next level? Uh, no, why don't you why don't you go ahead? I threw out a lot of my top ones last week, uh, a lot okay. of them. So, um, do you yeah, have any you... other thoughts on on the bets? Those bets, yeah. So I I like those. <clears throat> I think if I were going to kind of go against the Eagles, uh, you know, it's plus one twenty to take the field. I, I just I don't know if the Redskins and Giants really have a chance. Maybe they do kind of surprise. You know, you could go the Cowboys plus two hundred to win the division outright, um, but obviously that plus one twenty is kind of a nice hedge in. So I don't know if Daniel Jones blows up and the Giants somehow won't win, but um, I think, no, I, think I just that. feel like the Cowboys could go ten and six and win the division. Like Carson yeah. Wentz gets hurt, who's they don't have Foles anymore. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I just don't see the Eagles being built um, to to blow that division away. We'll no, see. I could see that, and that's why I'm thinking like I'd probably rather just take the Cowboys at plus two hundred rather yeah, than the field point. at plus one twenty. But um, either way, I don't love betting the Eagles minus 150 to win that division. No, I don't like that at all. All right, I'm going to run through um, a few others. I like uh, Saquon Barkley over 13.5 total TDs. I saw that at minus 115. I think that the Giants don't have many options. So even if they st- if if other teams stack the line against him, I think he'll get the ball a ton. I think he'll get a lot of short passes and chances to break out. Hopefully they run some wheel routes, run some, some, uh, some other – uh, screens with him, things like that. So I like Saquon Barkley over 13.5 TDs. I like Kyler Murray over 475.5 rushing yards. So that goes with my uh, kind of jumping on the Cardinals a little bit here. I think that they're going to be better than 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 terrible at least. Um, so I like Kyler, Kyler Murray running a bunch, um, especially if David Johnson uh, has a better year this year. So they kind of have a one-two punch there. And then I like Le'Veon Bell over 9.5 TDs. Um, so here you go, JJ. Here's my positive Jets bet. Um, I think he's going to have a good year. I mean, he took took a year off. Like, hopefully he's in good shape. Uh, you know, running backs tend to only last three or four years uh, in the NFL. He's one of the best. I think he, people are re- forgetting just how good he was. Um, and hopefully he's healthy. The Jets should be, like, mildly competitive. Um, I think I saw the Pats were minus 500 to win the East again, which is so crazy with a 42-year-old QB. But – you know, it seems right to me. Um, so anyway, I like Le'Veon Bell getting a lot of touches, a lot of short dump-offs, uh, and I like him getting more than nine and a half touchdowns. 
couple other ones quick. Dan Quinn, first coach fired, 15-1 to 1 for the Falcons. I want to put money on it. I obviously don't like the Falcons. Uh, I don't even know what Dan Quinn looks like. Um, I see Matt Ryan starting off poor. I just think, I don't know, I think that, that ship might have sailed. Um, I like either Cooper Cup or David Johnson as the comeback player of the year. I saw Cooper Cup at 18-1, to 1, David Johnson at 16-1. to 1. I want to look into those. I, we talked about those last year. Don't need to go into it anymore. And then I like Leighton Vander Esch um, on the Cowboys as the defensive player of the year. I saw thirty-three to one for for him to get that. Um, you know, if the Cowboys hold up their end of the bargain with you know winning over over nine wins, maybe winning the East, he's got to have a great year. And he was awesome last year. Um, so I'm I'm on that one uh, as a big bet. And then I'm going to go now spend. Just a little bit of time on my bottom three. So these are, the I think, the worst bets to make based on the ones I looked at. Um, first one, Chicago Bears to win NFC North. I don't see it. It's plus 160. Uh, I, I think Trubisky takes a step backwards. I think the Packers are good. Uh, and I just, it's, you know, maybe it's a toss-up at best, but um, I see the Bears uh, just having kind of a down year after last year. Plus, they still can't find a field goal kicker. Yeah, the um, Packers there plus two twenty five. That's that's actually a little tasty. Uh, I think Rodgers is going to have a good bounce back year, um, and you know it's this is kind of legacy time for him. Uh, you know, probably wrapping up his career in the next you know three four years. So I actually kind of like that one. And then the the last two, Jimmy G over twenty five and a half touchdowns. I, I, I'm kind of baffled. Like I I guess I mean. Uh, maybe there's public money, or they think public money is going to come in on him. I don't know. I know he was sharper in his last preseason game, but it, I, I'm not sure. And then the last one was Dolphins two to one to be the worst team, and his four and a half wins. They could very well be the worst team, obviously, but um, I think it's just kind of too early to predict that type of thing. Uh, you don't know which team's going to start tanking when, uh, and it just seems like there are five or six teams uh, that could be vying for that worst team uh, championship belt. So that feels like the odds are just not close to good enough to, to bet on. Nice. There you go. Oh, I, I like those. I like those. Those are good ones. Um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, some of my best bets, uh, hopefully you didn't place them because I was going pretty all in on the Colts last week. Um, and <clears throat> doing the Super Bowl matchup bets, there actually aren't any lines up, at least on the site I'm at. Potentially, I don't know what, um, just because of, yeah, Colt, uh rejiggering things with Andrew Luck being out. Uh, Lamar Miller also got hurt for the Texans. Um, probably more of a fantasy impact than a, than just a straight-up betting impact. Um, all right. Uh, actually, I have one bet for you, uh, Micah, I wanted to throw out. Um, it is uh, Andy Reid versus Tom Brady, number of cheeseburgers eaten in their lifetime. <laughs> And the line is Andy Reid minus seven thousand three hundred and thirty-eight. <laughs> that one uh, I like. I think I would go Andy Reid on. I mean, he's fifty-nine years old. So what? He's been alive for you know maybe over uh, you know twenty twenty thousand days, twenty-two thousand days. Um, you know, I'm guessing. What do you think? Three cheeseburgers a week. Uh, well, grew- so I guess the question is, how many cheeseburgers has Tom Brady had in his life? I mean, so th- you, you think maybe when he was a kid, like before age maybe 20, he, he could have had a few. He, 
you know, grew up in San Carlos. Um, one other factor to throw in there is I looked up Andy Reid um, was uh, born and raised in the L.A. area. And In-N-Out opened in 1948. And so it's been around for Andy Reid's entire life. So I'm going to guess he's been there um, uh, more than a few times. But, but yeah, I think with, with Tom Brady, what do you, how many burgers, cheeseburgers, do you think he's eaten in his life? Like pro- yeah, definitely I mean, none in the last 10 years, right? Let's say from age, uh, let's see. So from age like seven or eight until college or something, maybe he had five to 10 cheeseburgers a year something like that so maybe 50 he's probably had like under is it safe to say he's had something like under 500 cheeseburgers in his life i would maybe. say so like you know yeah when he's a kid he probably had a few but um um so so then you're basically saying that andy reed has had almost eight thousand. yeah uh which would be what's andy reed's 60 yeah like yeah he's 59 59 um so he's been eating cheeseburgers since maybe he was like three I don't know. Um, potentially in the in utero. Um, uh, interesting. So that's that was a lot a lot of cheeseburgers. Um, I, I I'd go with I I bet on Andy Reid. Andy Reid. Yeah, I, I, I think, think that's a safe bet. I mean, you're basically saying has he had like a hundred, hundred and ten, hundred and twenty cheeseburgers a year, one every three days. For like his entire adult life plus yeah, yeah. sure <laughs> yeah I, mean, I feel like you know a lot of nfl catering uh cheeseburger is probably a popular item so all right so we're gonna go uh write that one down best bet andy reed minus seven thousand three hundred thirty-eight cheeseburgers <laughs> eaten in their lifetime over tom brady maybe next week we'll do uh pounds of kale eaten tom brady versus andy reed uh that will probably also be should... in the thousands we need to do a little bit of Tom Brady content at some point about how like kind of insane he is these days. Like, obviously, best quarterback ever, but like, what is what is going on in that guy's mind? Because it does seem like he uh, is planning some some big things for after he's done, you know, starting his own church or or God knows what. Um, yeah, he does love kissing his almost grown son on the mouth uh, and <laughs> having that on live on TV. Uh, Definitely super normal. Um, Did you want to? I know we have to wrap up in a second. Did you want to mention any Super Bowl bets? I had a couple that I think are interesting um, based on what we talked about last week. We could also do these next week potentially. Yeah, yeah. No, let's throw those out real quick. Uh, I know our producer's back. Um, our amazing producer who leaves for 90% of the show where probably all the audio is broken. But Jimmy Lynn, uh, welcome back. And wanted to throw it out there, see if you had any thoughts on Andrew Luck, anything else that's going on. Uh, NFL wise, now the uh, the Andrew Luck situation it's, it's it's sad. I mean, obviously we don't really know the latest injury he was dealing with that might have led to this decision. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he takes you know two or three years off just to you know get his life back in order, and then maybe we see him reemerge down the line. Um, it sounds like he's just kind of tired of the grind of you know getting back, getting injured again, and going through that whole process. So I think some time off will be good now and. Who knows? He's still young, right? He'll be at 32 or 30, 33 in a few years. So, Here's a question. If you're, if you're like the Dolphins or someone, oh, who knows, someone without a QB, would you give Andrew Luck a contract now and say, you, don't, you can come back whenever you want, 
we're going to pay you $10 million a year just to not even play uh, and just come back. And whenever you come back, you come back for us. How much would you, would, would you pay him if you were like the Dolphins to do that? Yeah, I think there's there's complications around the the existing contract just because he can't just kind of bow out of that one. He'd have to kind of play through, or he'd have to get traded from the Colts um, and play out that contract. But um, you know, I think if you could kind of work that scenario, I mean, he he could get a shitload of money. I feel like it would just be a huge distraction though, because every fucking week it would be like, when's Andrew Luck coming back? Uh, it would be a pretty awful situation for your. Uh, existing quarterback, although if you're the Miami Dolphins, whatever situation you have is already awful by default. Um, but no, I think I think it's a good point. Like it's interesting to think like you know any team would love to have him, even if it's only a twenty percent chance of getting him back in a few years. But I do think yeah, it would be a pretty big distraction. Um, awesome. All right. Well, uh, that's it for the week. Uh, to recap, I. Uh, crushed Micah yeah eight to four but uh we're just getting started um we had a lot of bets that were exactly the same which is kind of crazy and uh we'll we'll roll things back uh timing TBD since we've already done week one and those you know week two lines won't come out for for a little bit but uh yeah Micah thanks for joining this week that was a lot of fun I do want to Uh, throw out one quick Super Bowl bet to think about for next week Scott card oh yeah sorry about that yeah Cardinals Titans Super Bowl twenty five hundred to one. Oof, that I mean, if you want to light your money on fire, please feel free. Um, but I guess yeah, if that happens, uh, you'd be sitting pretty. But um, wow, what a what a way to end the podcast uh, with that with that a uh, great great call out there. Um, all right, well, thank you, Micah, Jimmy. Thank Thanks, you Scott. so much for uh, the production. And uh, happy betting, and we'll catch you uh, in a couple weeks.